Welcome in to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Absolutely. Hey, welcome to the show. This is the Get Your Happy On Hour. I'm your host, Ricky C. Simmons, on 93.7 The Ticket. You know, before we really get started tonight, man, I got to do something that's very important. And I hope that they're listening. I got to give a big shout out to uh, Martha Florence and Cedric Payne, man. I just want to say thank y'all for allowing me to spend time with you today. And uh, I will definitely be back to see both of you. So I just want y'all to know, man, that my time spent with you was really appreciated by me. Got to get that in. Uh, you know, this has been a very unique week, man. I got a, I had the opportunity to go down to Watonga, Oklahoma for an event that was for Oklahoma High School's athletic department to raise money. <clears throat> and Randy Allison was very, very instrumental in making that happen. I want to say big shout out to Randy. Uh, I got down and back safe. That's always a good thing. And, uh, I'm back ready to do my show. So, with no further ado, let's get going. You know, I uh, I like to focus on the positives. That's pretty obvious. I make that clear every week, and I do that intentionally. I actually do not have a learning disability. I actually like to just remind myself constantly about staying humble and being positive. It's repetitive. It's a routine that I must do for me, and I try to share it with others because I think it's productive. You know, one thing I will say, though, is tonight we're going to be blessed. We are actually blessed with a guest. My guest tonight is a, someone that I call my little brother. I'm very partial to. Uh, he's been very helpful to me with a lot of my uh, decisions that I've made with this documentary that we finished with his help. So I've, uh, I've adopted him as my little brother, but he's really a well-known really famous guy. So I'm humbled and honored to introduce you guys to my little brother, Randy J. Goodwin. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you always for having me. Yeah, well, you know, I know you've been ripping and running and ripping and running. They got that strike going on in Hollywood with the writers. (laughs) So I am not saying I'm happy for the strike, but if it wasn't for the strike, there's a there was less chances of getting you <laughs> yeah. getting you in studio. I probably had to have you zoom in, but you know uh, I hope that ends soon. But Randy, I just want you to. I mean, I know a little bit, but I want to make sure the audience knows way more about you when this hour's up. So let's just get started, man. Uh, tell us where you grew up, man. Well, it all starts when, uh, in the beginning, God <laughs> created the heavens and the earth. <laughs> and then uh, 2000, 4000, <laughs> here I am. Um, I was born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, Husker through and through, you know. I gotcha, know you know gotcha. That. Um, uh, Rocket Park neighborhood, went to Wakanda Elementary, Nathan Hell Junior High, and then snuck out of there after two years and hooked up with uh, a lot of my good friends at Creighton Prep. You know? All right, Creighton uh, Prep, Creighton yeah. Prep. Big shout out to Creighton Prep. <laughs> yeah, so I split high schools, uh, Northwest and Creighton Prep, and uh, then went to the University of Nebraska, Lincoln. 
Okay. Which you know as well. We, Go we, Big Red. We walked the field together. <laughs> <laughs> and um, after the, after, uh, let's see, sophomore year, uh, sophomore year, I, I left and went to the military. My brother, my older brother, Brian, he, we, we talked about the Air Force. My dad was Army. Um, brother, uh, my uncle's Navy, Marines. My oldest uncle, my dad's oldest brother, was one of the original Tuskegee Airmen. Wow. One of the pilots, okay. yeah. So, my family steeped in, in in serving this country. Well, thank you to your family for the service, man. Thank you. Very that, welcome. Yeah, that's that's big. Well, after coming back, um, you know, wanting to be an actor my whole life. Uh, well, well, hold up. What made you want to be an actor, though? Man, that's, a, that's God built me for this. this okay. Was, there, okay. There's there's no other explanation for it. Um, it's just something that I was always about since I was a kid. Uh, sure. Did my first play. I believe I was eight years old. Um, and that was a church play, and we did school stuff. But I remember doing this play, and I remember it like it was yesterday. And uh, it was Jesus of Nazareth. I was playing Jesus, little eight-year-old Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a grown man, you know. And I'm raising Lazarus from the dead, and my beard and mustache. We didn't, we didn't have the special effects back then uh, the way we have it today so the beard and mustache kept hanging off and i kept trying to smooth it back on and uh the director i just remember her saying randy just just say the words say the words don't worry about the beard and the beard's hanging off my chin and i just did the words and i finished doing the words and um uh i just remember at the end of it little curtain call and then when i came out everyone kind of parted and i stepped out and took a bow but everybody was cheering and screaming and you know what i know today now as a standing ovation <laughs> i didn't know what it was at eight years old <laughs> but you know we, we used to do our thing but i remember at that moment i just saw what all those people were doing and i said whatever i did to make them do that i want to make people do that for the rest of my life gotcha and as i got older when i you know um because of where i grew up how i grew up uh, we grew up in a in a uh Pretty strict family, which I'm thankful for a lot of that. Um, yeah, right. But church, uh, it was, church was a little, you know, religiously strict. And um, I, I, acting and, and all that wasn't really something that, as a profession, was on the plate. Gotcha. So I just, uh, I would sneak off and do talent shows. <laughs> I would sneak off and do, do plays and things. And then when I got down to Lincoln, uh, joined Kappa Sig fraternity and, you know, the, the Greek system, you know, very, very arts oriented. So we did a lot of plays, you know, musical stuff like that. It was always something artistic going on. Right. And uh, I'm doing that. And even when I left and went to the military, I was sneaking off doing stand-up comedy and, and plays. <laughs> In the military. Every, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got busted by uh, by a colonel friend of mine because with what I was doing in the military, I wasn't supposed to be, my face wasn't supposed to be out there. I'm not supposed to be just hitting clubs, <laughs> telling jokes and things. But I would go to the smaller cities out there. Um, because stand-up was just, I, I never planned on doing stand-up. Okay. Shade again, the founder and CEO of Signal 88 Security Group and then 88 Tactical, which is off of 380 up in uh, Omaha. Gretna area. Big shout out to 88 Tactical. Big shout out 88. Whoop, whoop. And <laughs> uh, he, one day, man, we were, I was home and he said, hey, man, you want to go to Ottumwa, Iowa with me? I have a gig. 
I said, sure. It's it's the home of Tom Arnold. <laughs> you know, Roseanne's oh, husband, yeah, Tom yeah, Arnold. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Radar from MASH. They're from Ottumwa, Iowa. Oh, okay. I never knew that. So we go to this little town, and uh, I'm sitting there just watching people. I've always been a people watcher. As an actor, that's what I do. I watch people, you know. Right. Mimic human behavior, you know. <laughs> watching that, just watching people so I can do it on screen. Um, but I, I'm kind of listening to Shay and the owner of the hotel and the club that it was in, you know, a little, it wasn't anything fancy, but the the feature act didn't show up. So you have the opener, which was Shay, who was kind of, uh, he would host the show. Okay. Then you have the feature and then you have the headliner. Well, the feature didn't show and the owner was panicking and they're talking. I'm just watching people and he, he says, Shay, the, the feature didn't come. Do you have enough material to, to feature? And Shay goes, oh, I don't know. I, I think so. I think I can do it. Okay, so you're going to feature. Well, who's going to open? Oh, Randy will do it. <laughs> he just volunteered you. Threw me in. And I, and I heard him say that, and I went, I go, huh? He goes, is he funny? He goes, oh, yeah, he's funny. I said, who's funny? You think he'll do it? Yeah, he'll do it. I said, he'll do what? <laughs> he's like, uh, you're going to open the show. I was like, man, I'm not, I'm, no, I'm not doing stand-up. He goes, you, you want to be an actor? I said, but this stand I have no desire to do stand-up. We were just funny guys growing up. And... The owner, club owner, was like, uh, give you all the drinks you can drink. I was like, I don't drink. <laughs> give you a free room to stay in while you're here. I said, I'm staying in Shay's room. <laughs> so you're going to make this much. I was like, when do I start? <laughs> he said, money you, makes a difference. <laughs> a little bit of money makes a difference when, you, when you're a young dude, 20, 21, 22. But uh, Shay pulled me off to the side. We had five minutes to 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 come up with something because I'd never done stand-up. I'd just done some acting stuff. And he goes, dude, we've been doing this our whole lives. We've had everybody laughing our whole lives. So we just do what we do. And he gave me some words, you know, with the buzz. Hard, consonant words are kind of funny. Bacon, burger, things like that. Yeah, right. We went through all this stuff. But when they called me to introduce me to walk, I walked up on stage. The lights were so bright. It was quiet. I couldn't remember a thing she said. <laughs> Zero. Well, I drew a blank. <laughs> but this was in the uh, uh, the late 90s. And uh, I'm sorry, late 90s. Early, uh, the early 90s, actually. Late 80s, early early 90s. And the Pace Picani sauce commercials were big. Remember? <laughs> yeah, Pace. You know, Pace. New York City. Get a rope. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Those were the funny spots that were out. And I remember standing on that stage, looking out into the audience. And it was quiet. And I looked around. <laughs> and I said, if I hear, get a rope. And they just started dying because it was a little hick town of all white people. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. And then I said, aren't there any black people in here? <laughs> and they said, Gary, he's black. Well, he's half black. He's mixed. I said, Gary, you in here? He said, yep, I'm in the back. I said, Gary, you buy a door? He said, yep. I said, open it and hold it open. I said, because if this goes sideways, ain't nobody in here going to catch me. <laughs> so you just let me get out of here, man. You have black, you got to have help me, all right? And, and it just it just went from there, and we had a blast. Yeah, it was and a hit. It was a hit, and uh, that's when I knew I, was, I can do stand-up. And then me and Shay started doing it together. We did some competitions. Next thing you know, I'm at the improvs. I'm at the funny, uh, funny firm. I'm at the... Uh, the Laugh Factory in L.A., and I, I love st stand-up for a little while, but I only did it long enough to let Hollywood know that I was funny, and then I quit cold turkey and gotcha. focused on acting. But 
Now, when you went into acting, man, because I, I had the, the opportunity to kind of do a little research on you since we've become. What research you doing? I've done some man. research, man. I ain't going to tell my secrets, but I've done some <laughs> research. <laughs> and one of the things I know is, man, you have done a ton of stuff. How long actually have you been in Hollywood, man? I've been in Hollywood this year, uh, 31 years. 31 years. And I've been a working actor for uh, 27. Wow. Did y'all hear what he just said? (laughs) Come on, man. I mean, just being in Hollywood is a struggle just to get there. He didn't just get there. He went there and he turned into furniture. (laughs) (laughs) He's had 27 years as a working actor, man. I mean, that, dude, I'm just saying congratulations. Thank you. That's what I'm really saying. That's my little unique way of saying I'm proud of you. But you know, uh, I can't tell the audience all the shows you've done because you've done too many. And we'd have to have another whole segment to tell all of them. But could you hit a couple of highlights? Well, uh, that's always a hard question for me. And it's an embarrassing one as well. So it's usually as simple as this. When when there's a group of people that are asking, when somebody says, yeah, they said you do this. What shows have you been on? I go, just grab your phone and say, hey, Siri, search the web for actor Randy J. Goodwin. There if you do, go. If you do that, then all this stuff will pop up and you can see all the stuff I've done. There um, you go. I knew there was an easy way to do this. <laughs> I just didn't know how. But you know what, Randy? Like I said, being in Hollywood for that long. and Now this right here is a little off topic but I gotta ask I understand that you there were certain roles you wouldn't take <laughs> yeah is that true or false oh that's true that's so, true so Hollywood offered you some roles that would have paid you real real well but you turned them down yeah is that true yes, yes. can you tell us why well <clears throat> morals and values uh, mean something to me, coming from the, the Midwest, coming from uh, the family that I was raised in. My father, he taught us, uh, you know, uh, hold doors, pull out chairs, easy on the swears, you know. Right. He, he, he taught us to, to be good to people. Um, growing up in church, you know, being a Christian, that's, you know, my life is Christ. And I don't take that lightly. And uh, Hollywood is kind of a place that likes to, push the boundaries by pushing the individual into something that they said they would never do. And they take pride in getting you to bend and even more pride when you break because then they got you. So me personally, I've chosen never to cross the line. I drew the line in the sand when I, before I got there and I said, uh, you know, no, I'll, I'll never cross it. And I never have. Dude, you know, that's, that's, that's something to be, uh, I mean, be proud of actually, because, Temptation is, I mean, temptation is tough for anybody. I mean, but when the type of money that they throw around in Hollywood is kind of what my term is monopoly money Mm -hmm. because it's just like it's a never-ending flow of it. But it's always to do things, compromise you. Right. And I, you know, and I, I admire the fact that you were able to look past the dollars for what you believed in. Well, this number is, is fresh in my head because we uh, we were having a conversation and someone brought it up, and I literally calculated uh, within a few million. 
Uh, I've turned down over $800 million worth of work. <laughs> Say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't think they heard you. Right? Yeah, you yeah. turned down I've how turned much? Down over eight hundred million dollars worth of work. Now let me let me let me be transparent here. That that's Stacey Heatherly and me right now. Let me give transparency <laughs> that one of those shows that uh, I would have made. Mm. <laughs> uh, not a lot. A, a big chunk of that 800 was a show. I didn't, I didn't turn it down because it was corrupt or it was immoral or it was, you know, for the normal things I would turn it down for. I turned it down because I was, um, I was, I, I had already shot a pilot for another show called LA Sheriff's Homicide, and it was the best show, the best pilot that had been shot and was seen at the upfronts in New York that year. You didn't even hear about CSI or those other hot shows. Mm-hmm. But you won't, you heard of them because we didn't make the air because of a fight between Paramount and NBC. It was politics. Gotcha. So we didn't gotcha. make it on the air, but I chose to go with that show and held out, and they paid us and held us for a year where I couldn't do any other series uh, regular roles, but I was able to do a lot of guest stars and a lot of uh, recurring parts on you know shows like Girlfriends and uh, CSI. And- you said Girlfriends? I remember that show. Yeah. Okay. So you had a, recur- a recurring role on that yes. show. Yes. Okay. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people, uh, <laughs> a lot of women know me from girlfriends. Okay. The show girlfriends. We were the basically the Ro- Tracy Ellis Ross and I. We were like the Ross and Rachel of of this show. I like got you. They were on Friends, and uh, I played Davis, who uh, owned the restaurant eight four seven that the that the girls would come and eat at, and then we had this cat and mouse thing. <laughs> well, you know, I'm still I'm still sitting there thinking about 800 million. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, sometimes it's 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 weird uh to even say it because when you really put that in context, 800 million dollars? That's a lot of money, man. I mean, I'm 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 in Omaha uh quite often lately because I've been coming back and forth raising money for projects. I could have funded them all if I would have taken it. But here's the thing. If I would have taken all of those roles to get that $800 million, I would not be here. I'd be wrapped into the corruption, and I probably would never be able to get out of it. Because yeah. Once, yeah. Once, once, you, once you take that payday, yeah, they got you. you. They got you. You're locked. You know, and I'm pretty sure, and I don't want you to say anything. I don't want you to agree with this. I'm just going to make a statement. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that has taken those deals that uh, they can't get out, and they probably wish they could now. Oh, yeah. I know quite a few of them. That's what I – I mean, like I said, we don't want to put nobody yeah, I have a list. Over. I'm going to name them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's my little brother, y'all. <laughs> but, no, I mean, I've always wondered about that because it seems like to me – I mean, like I said, I'm not – I've never been an actor in Hollywood, but just from the outside looking in, I do like movies, mm-hmm. and it seems like to me that – the the negative movies seem to get way more traction than the positive yes. movies. Yes, yes, because you know the agenda is to uh, keep everyone in fear. Uh, agenda is to keep keep everyone fighting uh, at odds. Show you show you the movies that make you stay afraid of me. Yeah, you know, and me afraid of you. Right. And uh, it it is a, it, it's something that's been going on for a long time. But there's there's some stuff there's some good stuff out there. We just have to fight to get it made. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm, I mean, I know there's some good stuff out there, but man, finding it. I mean, so, okay, 
See the shirt I'm wearing? Okay, yes. It says the bench. Right. So the bench is a play. This is going to be crazy. The bench is a play that a good friend of mine who's a writer, producer, director, actor, he's also a teacher, um, teaches acting. Teaches acting in uh, homeless shelters. Hmm. I mean, to many, more people than that, but I just wanted to make sure that y'all heard me say homeless shelters because that should tell you what kind of guy he is right there. Yeah. Um, but he's been performing this one-man play that he wrote uh, off-Broadway um, uh, across uh, the U.S. here in London, and we're turning it into a feature film now. Okay. And uh, it's about those who are experiencing homelessness and the five people that it's about are real people that he met and talked to. So he's got the real stories that are being performed. And these people aren't just bums. They're you, they're me. They're the lady on the street who's walking with her two kids. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but the, you, you can't look at people and just think, Oh, go get a job. Right. right. Go, go get a job. Well, one of, one of them had a job as a school teacher, an educator who was very good at it. But then something happened beyond their control that put them on the streets. Wow. Yeah, stuff like that. So we were having a conversation earlier, uh, Robert and I, because he's in Omaha with me right now because we're raising money for this project. And he said, man, did you see that in New York – they went down to this this uh, area, this area, this homeless area. I, I don't remember what it's called, but they they had counted about eight hundred people that were on the streets, and they took more than half of them and found them beds and places to stay in that they built. They they strategically did this before they went down there. But I thought it was very interesting that. They're doing that now when we have all of these people crossing the border and there's so many people on the streets now. L.A., those few blocks that used to be Skid Row, man, it's miles now. There's so many more people out there now. They could have been doing this sooner is my point. I got you. I got you. So with what he's been doing, man, trying to help as much as he can, uh, we need we need a million more Robert Galinsky's out there trying to do the same yeah. thing. I mean, it's just, I know the politics is something that I'm not good at because I don't understand it. But I just I don't know, man. I just I always feel like in my heart that there's enough money and land and food and shelter for everybody, so there should be no homeless. There is. There's, there, oh yeah, there definitely is. Well, hey, hold hold that thought, Randy. We're gonna get back on that. We're gonna take a quick break here at ninety three point seven. The ticket to get you happy on hour. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Back 
to the Get Your Happy On Hour, featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. Hey, we back. 93.7, the tickets to get you happy on hour. Hey, I noticed that um, Martha Florence, I know my boy said he's sleeping, but you know what, just let him know that I was thinking about him, and I did shout y'all out earlier, so you'll have to play this back for him. Spence, my little brother Spence, man, he tuned in. I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. You know, I uh, I appreciate you guys for taking time out of your busy days, man, to, to spend a, you know, a little time with me on this on this radio show. It means a lot to me. I don't take it for granted. Uh, ben, I'm just curious to know, man, do we have any comments over there by chance? Yeah, we got a few. Brett uh, said good evening. What's up, Brett? Big shout out to Brett. That's my little brother down there outside of Tulsa. Yeah, then Kem Kui and Mariana Garcia both giving you guys love, saying hello. What's up with y'all out there? What's happening, Kim Kelly? I see y'all doing big things. Keep doing big things. We're good. Well, hey, I appreciate everybody that took a few minutes of their time. Man, it means a lot to me. I uh, I don't want to take away from where we left off, so I want to get right back on that. Uh, we was talking about the homeless situation, you know, and, and like I say, my personal opinion, which doesn't really mean a lot to nobody but me, I guess, but I just think that there's enough resources that there should be no homelessness. Yeah. I think there should be nobody hungry. I think there should be no one out here sleeping on the streets. And the fact that you guys, you know, are, are, are doing this, Raising money for this play, man. Uh, give me a little more insight on what exactly what you're trying to accomplish. Well, um, as he he'd been doing this this uh, one man play for a while, and then he came to L.A. to do a 13 week run, and my manager called me up and said, "Hey, I want you to meet someone. Uh, he's doing a live stage reading of his one man show. Um, and they wanted me to do it too." And I read that script, and I was like, oh, I'm in. And then I met Robert, and I was like, oh, man. And he and I became like like you and I. Right. Just like when we met. Just, it's that quickly, we became tight. Good friends. Um, we laugh. We joke. Um, but we did that first performance. I think the first one was with uh, Lynn Shea, myself, and Laura Giacomo from news radio, not news radio back in the day. What was it? Well, anyway, uh, and it went great. I loved it. And then uh, a couple months later, Gina calls me, says uh, he's going to do another one. And that was with uh, my guy, Gary Cole, Gary Cole. He took over for Gibbs on NCIS. Gary okay. Cole's been around for a long time. So he and I, we've worked together before many years ago uh, on a show that Kelsey Grammer had created. And then uh, he and I also did. Uh, oh, we did did NCIS together. Duh. Yeah. Um, we did that one, and that one went great. I mean, people were just loving this thing. Well, you know, I, I, I'm gonna get a little off topic for a second because I just remember uh, we were once up at 88 Tactical, and you Facetimed a guy that I admire a lot, uh, Michael. Was it Michael Jai White? Yeah. <laughs> he played. Uh, this, he played this role in this uh, this series called The Family. I was watching on Netflix. Man. Yeah. And every time I saw him, I was like, man, Randy was talking to this dude for an hour on FaceTime. And, man, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just thought that was pretty special, the fact that, you know, you know some of these people that 
I've seen in movies that I had no idea that you knew. Yeah, Mike is 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 a good dude. Michael Jai, man, he's he. Everyone thinks he's just this big, strong martial artist. Uh, scary man, he is one of the funniest people you will ever meet. So when he, when he comes to Omaha, which he will be coming, uh, I have him up at eighty eight. You'll meet him. Yeah, oh, man, please, dude, yeah, please is, do. I'd love to meet him. Oh, we laugh. We laugh. <laughs> we play jokes on people. He is a he is a prankster like you wouldn't believe. Wow, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't have never guessed that because he does play all these roles that yeah. are really hard roles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. So uh, now you guys are raising money for the bench. Yes, the bench. We're turning it into a feature film. A feature film. Okay. okay. <laughs> Excuse me. And because uh, um, we're going to shoot it in Omaha, like so, uh, Robert's from New York. Okay. I'm the Omaha boy, and since I've been back home. Well, we're going to jump way ahead now. Okay. I, I'm, I've been coming back after all these years I, um, building the film industry here. And that's what I wanted you to talk about because I know that you got big plans, man. Could you share some of those with us? Yes, yes. Yeah, been coming back since 04. I started coming back in 04 doing acting writing seminars um, just for my Nebraskans because going back to when I was that eight-year-old kid doing that play, I wanted to be an actor. And when I say that to my parents, they're like, nah, that you can't be an actor. That's Hollywood is way out there. It's a, we're Nebraskans. We do practical things in Nebraska. Right. You're going to be an architect. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually came down here to Lincoln. I went to school for architecture here. Wow. Um, but like I tell my kids, you know, the uh, two in college that uh, go to school for what you want to go for. Cause if you don't, you're not going to take it seriously. You're not going to put all your effort into it and you're not going to enjoy life. Right. You know, don't right. get me wrong. I don't just want you to go and laugh and joke and party and play uh, and enjoy life. I want you to enjoy the fruits of your labor. It's a difference. Yes. Yes, it is. So now you now I know I know you've been really working hard to to raise money to build this film industry. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of give me an idea what your what your goal is once you do raise this money. Well, with this, what we're raising for the bench is $900,000. That's a very small budget okay. in terms of Hollywood. But before this one um, came to me, I already had eight other projects that we were going to start shooting. And we're raising $20 million to shoot those eight, which is still a very tiny budget for Hollywood movies. Gotcha. And then I, that's bringing in uh, a lot of well-known actors who you know, like Billy Bob Thornton. Kelsey right, and, you know Michael Jai White, and Tracy Ellis Ross, and, you know all these people are on the list for 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 quite a few, and I've worked with them all, and I know them all. So, so these are friends, also. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. That helps. It does. Yeah, it does because some of them. So I'm raising twenty million dollars for eight projects. Some of these people I'm mentioning make twenty million dollars per project, <laughs> so, so I have to use my friends. Yeah. But the whole point is to to do that to build the industry here to to build the excitement in Nebraska, so that they understand that we can have a viable film industry here. Mm -hmm. you know, we've been working on these incentive deals and and the bills and pushing things through, and we have a vote coming up in January and. You know, we've got a lobbyist, myself. We, the Dig Site uh, is our nonprofit um, founded by Stacey Heatherly. Stacey is also the founder of the Eastern Nebraska Film Office. Uh, and let's see, Stacey, Dana, Ishma, we have been hammering away at this. Kirk, uh, man, we've been pushing, pushing. Well, you know, 
I got to personally say thank you for helping me get my documentary done. Uh, I mean, that means a lot to me. And I know that you have future plans because I have a lot of people asking me, so what's up with the documentary, Ricky? So I'm going to put Randy on the spot and let him tell you what he's planning to do. <laughs> so everybody that, that knows about Ricky's documentary, leave him alone. <laughs> Okay, just leave him alone. <laughs> so the thing about this documentary is it will not be released as a solo movie. We did it as a one-hour documentary for a reason. It is the pilot episode to shoot 10 more documentaries about 10 more Nebraska Cornhuskers from different eras. And then we move into season two to do 10 more documentaries from UC, uh, USC. And then season three, 10 more documentaries, University of Miami. You know, we can keep this going because there are many people that have gone through adversity going all the way back to like the second one we're going to do. Um, I have it slated as Johnny Rogers. You think Johnny Rogers went through back then? Yeah, in the 70s. Oh, 70. I was thinking the 30s. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny hey, if you listening? He said that, not me. <laughs> that was Randy and Johnny. Hey. Johnny the Jet can't catch me today. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, man, that's But funny. no, Johnny, Johnny is a bad dude. He was awesome on the field and off, and his story is incredible. So that's the second one. So that's, that's the reason why you all have not seen this documentary yet. Okay, we've had private screenings, and we had a big one up at 88 Tactical uh, back, in, back in January. Yeah, it was January. Okay. It was in January, February. When early beginning of the year, and I remember not a dry eye in the place. <laughs> and then Include I, me. And then I called Ricky up, <laughs> and Ricky said, "You know, I gotta be. I wouldn't go cry." <laughs> and then I, I I called Mike Rozier. I said, "Mike, Mike." He goes, "Man, I gotta go to the bathroom." Mike walked out and start crying. <laughs> yeah, uh, that film, man. I, I I'm very very proud of it. I really am, and and I. I just hope people can be patient with me, you know, so we can get it out the way I want it to be put out and the way you want it to be put out because I think it can have uh, a longer effect when, when we do it in the way that you're thinking about doing it. So, Well, the impact of it, um, people don't think that these things can touch them, like homelessness, like right. the bench. You don't think that that can touch you. Uh, addiction. They don't think that that can touch right, you. Right, right. You know, you, you, everyone is touched by it. Now, I, I've, I don't have any addictions that are things that I'm drawn to like that. So I didn't think that I didn't have anybody in my family or none of my friends. Right. My closest friend is the reason I, I wrote one, uh, one eighty. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, which is about a drug and alcohol rehab facility. And that's so, another film that you're gonna do, right? Well, that's a TV series. A that TV I wrote. series, okay. So we're gonna shoot that. We're gonna shoot the pilot in Omaha, Nebraska, as well. And I wrote that because and, of a. And good you're actually on. gonna play the the role. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm losing a lot of weight for it right now. <laughs> you got uh, explain to everybody what role you're gonna play in that. <laughs> Is, <laughs> I know the answer, but I want I he, want you to say it. He too. just wants me to say the words, crackhead. <laughs> I am playing a crackhead, yes. Yes, I am. So I have to lose a lot of weight. I'm down 25, 27 pounds now, but I still I still have uh, 20, 23 to drop. Well, let me tell y'all a little something about that part, too, the dropping the weight. For those of you that don't know Randy, 
on a personal level, uh, personal basis. Randy loves to eat. <laughs> Randy is a foodie. Yes, indeed. <laughs> he loves to eat. So it's like, man, for him to have to drop enough weight to look like a crackhead. Oof. <laughs> That's going to be really something. Hey, dude, hey, don't go anywhere. We're going to take one more break, and we'll be right back on 93.7 The Ticket to get you happy on out. Get your happy on hour featuring former Husker receiver Ricky Simmons. What? We're back. Hey, I uh, I got another comment. You said we got another comment over there, huh, Ben? Somebody wanted to know how they can do what? How they can support Randy. Randy, how can they support you, man? How can you support me? Can you, how can you hold me up? How can you hold you? <laughs> <laughs> well, anybody who wants to know anything uh, or wants any more information, you can reach out to me directly. <clears throat> excuse me. At HuskerBorn. 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 At Mac.com. At Mac.com. Y'all got that? One more time. Make sure. HuskerBorn. No spaces. No dots. No dashes. Husker born. Because I am. Husker born. Husker born. <laughs> At Mac.com. And uh, they, I will get every one of these emails because I always do. And I do my best to respond immediately. But you, you will hear from me. Well, you have another project that you're working on. This is really a big project. Uh, I forget the amount exactly that you're trying to raise to do the, the film studio. Can you give us a little well, information? The studio and the Performing Arts Academy, uh, I'm heavy into it with the state right now. Okay. Um, but there are some some private donors that have shown interest, and that's a, a totally a $150 million project Okay. when all is said and done. Uh, the beginning is of that, which could really get us going now with the Performing Arts Academy, uh, would be $30 million. Okay. But um, like I said, to start shooting the projects, which is the most important thing, we have to start raising money for uh, the first eight projects at $20 million, but the bench at 900 needs to be shot this winter, so we're trying to get that in the bank by the end of the year. Gotcha. Well, Randy, you know, I uh, before I run out of time, I got to say thank you, first of all, for coming down. I mean, that means a lot to me. Uh, you, you know you're always welcome. I appreciate it, though. I just like to give credit where credit's due. You didn't have to do that, and you did it. Uh, you know, <clears throat> it's well documented that I love to laugh and, and get my happy on. I mean, that's why the show is named what it is, to get your happy on hour. Uh, dancing is my thing. The music that was in my in the 80s, uh, that's my era. Uh, I, I'm not against the new music. I just don't quite understand it. And I guess that's just aging myself, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would like to know, before we run out of time, how does Randy J. Goodwin get his happy on? Man, that's simple. Okay. It's what I'm doing. Doing what you do. I'm do building this studio, building something for the young people to stop leaving the state, uh, to be able to achieve their dreams in this business. 
without the corruption, without giving in, without, uh, yeah, by the way, you know what, whenever you do something that, that, uh, you have to draw a line in the sand or they're giving you a choice, you can say no. Absolutely. You can say no. And a lot of people in Hollywood don't realize that they think in order to get it, you have to do everything. So they do the dirt. They take the the roles that they don't want to take. Um, a friend of mine told me in the beginning, man, you got to do what you got to do. And then just, just do it. And then you can do what you want to do. Yeah. I said, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm right. turning this down. Yeah. Don't worry about me. But yet those same people who said that don't work half as much as I do. Right. right. Or on the, or, or on bigger projects than me. So my way's been working and I'm going to stick to it. I think that's smart because you know what? At the end of the day, you still got to sleep. Yeah. You know, and you got to live with yourself. Yeah, look in the mirror. Yeah, and, and sometimes when you look in that mirror after you take on roles or take on take the money, mm-hmm. you know, uh, over everything else, I think it backfires. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they have a rough time. You know, I I mean, I don't call names because, but I I see it, mm-hmm. and. I just think that it could have been avoided if they would have chose the route that you chose. Yeah, look at all the craziness that's going on in Hollywood right now. It's not because everybody's doing right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm being serious. Yeah, no, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, but I can, I can, I can say, going to my grave, uh, I will have no regrets. Uh, uh, not, uh, not about this industry because I'm not giving in. I can look my kids in the eye; they know that their dad has done right. Right. And that right there is a tough thing to do because money is such a temptation, you know. I mean, it's real. It's easy to say, yeah, man, you offered me $800 million, I'm going to turn it down. That's easier said than done. You and know? For, mo- for most people, it is. Yeah. It really is. And when they slid a $2 million check in front of me to play this particular role, and I went, oh, no. I said, no, you, know, you can't. <laughs> They're like, What? Who turns down? My manager's like, oh, he does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> because that's just me. I, I I, mean, I come from a family here in Nebraska where I, I used to come back home and work with my family if I wanted to. I, I wouldn't make, you know, that kind of actor money. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But I, I could be happy if I was built for something else. But again, this is what God built me for. And I'm a creative. And this is where I have to be. Right. And I have to make sure that other creatives have the opportunity to, to do it as well. So in other words, basically you're trying to make sure there's no more eight-year-olds like you were. Exactly. Exactly. That right. makes total sense, man. I admire you, man, for standing on what you believe, you, you know, because a lot of people can't do that. And it's not easy. I know it ain't easy because they show you so much glit- glitter that it's real easy for you to want to just, hey, man, I take this uh, this role and I get this amount of money <laughs> And I'm good for life. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it doesn't always work out that way. A little different. Well, hey, look, man, again, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Randy. I appreciate it. I always end my shows the same way every week, man. And I want y'all to understand something. Every day you bless the sea, it truly is another day in paradise. And no matter what, you got to keep your head up and you got to get your happy old down. <laughs> thank y'all, man. I appreciate it. Y'all take care.